AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You! Hey, welcome to the Bootleg Camp Podcast. I don't know what episode this is. We're pretty deep so far, though. Um, shout out to the homie Nems, representing Coney Island. Nems is on the podcast today. One of my favorite rappers when it comes to just the lines he be saying. This dude is fucking hilarious. Um, he's got a new album out called Congo. His whole thing is fuck your life. All right. You might have seen him on TikTok. He got crazy bars. Go watch the interview and the freestyle. Or I mean, go watch the freestyle rather. You're about to listen to the motherfucking interview. But go watch the freestyle on my YouTube page. He catches a fucking body. Um, shout out to Odd Socks, though, man. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Keyword bootleg Kev. You'll save 20% off at checkout when you type in that promo code. Get the most comfortable socks, the flyest socks. Get you some WWE socks, some Nickelodeon socks, SpongeBob, whatever you need. They got it. Cheech and Chong. Go to oddsocksofficial.com and use the promo code bootleg Kev and save 20% off, which are already the most comfortable and most affordable socks in the world. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. And uh, man, go save 20% off And let's get into this NEMS interview Bootleg Cat Podcast special guest Coney Island's finest in here Yo, 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 fuck your life, bing bong Fuck your life, man Shout out to yeah. my guy NEMS It's Thank good you. to see you, man Likewise, bro It's been a few years I know uh, You know, we got through the pandemic Absolutely You've been super active Likewise uh, And uh, uh, yeah, you had an interesting rap show last night With yeah. <laughs> it was Brother Ali, Immortal Technique Yourself Yeah who am I missing? Supernatural was there. Supernatural. Supernat. When yeah, I was a kid, crazy. the first time I saw Supernat, I freaked out. When, when I was, like, a- he was like grabbing people's IDs out of the crowd and shit, and like freestyling their name, and yeah. it was. Fun. And then he would like twirl around and then come back as like another rapper's voice. Yo, did he, he do that last night? No, he not, not to my knowledge. But yo, it's like 
When I first started battling, he was the host of these things, and he doesn't look any, uh, not a day older than back then. I, I grew older, he didn't. Yeah, he used to, and then and then uh, I thought he was like, a, you know, Super Nat was like in the backpack circuit. He was like yeah. on every tour. Yes. But then they put him on the Linkin Park Hybrid Theory tour. Did they? And he hosted the Linkin Park shit. Get it might have been the reanimation. It was one of those Linkin Park yeah, tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's Super crazy. Nat's about to cross over? Yeah, that's crazy. Shout out Super Nat. Super Nat the legend, man. Yep. Uh, so what's up, man? What, what, what have you been up to other than obviously putting out a shit ton of music? Yeah. Selling a shit ton of merch? Uh, you know, shitting on a shit ton of smokers in your neighborhood. That's right. Don't you ever disrespect. Yeah, we're working on a comedy tour. I'm gonna, be, I'm bringing Gorilla Weekend to every city. Yo, remember where you heard it first, because I know, well, rappers ain't doing comedy. I'm going to make it one night I do a rap show, the next night I do a comedy show, and the third night I do a pop-up. Every okay. city's going to have a Gorilla Weekend. Like, when I released Congo in August, I had this thing called Gorilla Weekend, because everything was shut down during the pandemic. Right. So I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking shut down my block in Coney Island, put barricades up. I didn't get no permits, nothing. I'm going to have a flatbed truck pull up. I'm going to make that the stage. And I'm going to fucking perform joints with the album since we can't really get a venue right now. Wow. So I did that, sold the merch, and that was called Gorilla Day. And then uh, now we're going to throw Gorilla Days in every city, any possible. We're working on did that you, right you now. you get fined or anything? From nope. I'm yes. the mayor of Coney Island, man. This is true. Even the cops know. The cops buy merch from me. This People be, yo, Nems, I got arrested by this fucking undercover wearing your hat. I was like, should have told him, fuck your life. Wow, yeah, the man. undercovers are wearing that. Everybody, everybody <laughs> wears this shit, man. Hey, it's crazy. Like, Coney Island, um, outside of yourself, like, I really can't think of, like, an artist that you could maybe educate me. Who was, like, a, another artist from Coney Island? Um, Torre. Torre, who's Torre. now doing radio. Yes. He was on uh, Duck Down for a while. Yep. Yeah, okay. Torre, I didn't know he was from Coney uh, Island. Shout yo, out to There's him. not really that many because that's why I rep it so hard, man. And when I and when I used to deal with Riggs Morales at Shady Records, mm -hmm. I used to run up over there. He was like, yo, Nems, one of the best things you got going for you is you're from, you're from Brooklyn, but you're from a neighborhood in Brooklyn that nobody ever blew up out of yet. So mm. you got, and, and even before that, I always, everybody knows of Coney Island. They think of the of rides. I just think of the rides, yeah. Yeah, of course. But when there's the rides. That's where Stephon Marbury's from, right? Yeah, Stephon Marbury's. That's what I always think of. When I think of Coney Island, I think of Stephon Marbury's tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Stephon Marbury, Sebastian Telfair, and uh, uh, Lance Stevenson. Shout out to Lance Sebastian, but he pay, he facing some Fed charges. Right I was now. with him the other. I was with him two nights ago. Is he okay? He's great. He's doing great. <laughs> I saw all those names. I was like, oh, yeah, Glenn yeah. Baby Davis, damn. Yeah, I know, yo, <laughs> yo. I was like, fuck, insurance fraud. Yo, I I was like, yo, bad. He was like, yo, he's like, yo, minor setback for a major comeback. And my whole life, I've known him. He's done nothing but. He played for my sons for like a one season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for probably every team in the NBA. He might have, <laughs> but no, he's uh, he's one of my my closest friends. He's a, he's one he's one of my good friends, and uh, he's gonna get through it, man. Just you know, we were talking. Um, you were saying how you know previously in your music you used to say the n word. Yeah, for people who don't know, what is your racial makeup? I'm Puerto Rican and I'm Irish. Um, my father, who was Irish, passed away when I was four. Okay, you know what I'm saying I've been around, but I'm 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 in New York. That's that's how just people talk in general. Like even the white guy said, the Asian people. Right. You know, when you grow up around in New York, there's no neighborhoods that's just one race. Mm -hmm. You live next door. No, to, it's a very very. You diverse live next place. door to, to somebody from Pakistan, and your next neighbor's from from the from 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 China. Your next door other neighbor might be Dominican. Right, 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 right. Well, it's like a melting pot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 growing up, 
it was never even known that it was a racial thing. That just became part of our vernacular, how we speak to each other. Um, and, and just growing up, it was never a problem. So I started doing tours and going to other cities besides New York. And then I would see people, how they would react to me saying it. Because when you look at me, you might see different people see different things. People see me see I'm Puerto Rican. Some mm -hmm. people see me, some people think I'm Russian. Some people think I I'm, see that. yeah, some people think I'm, I'm, I'm Arab. You I know what I'm totally saying? be like, yo, if you told me you were like, uh, you know, if I came through Arab with the accent, yeah, you know Armenian or something, yeah. I'd be like, yep. Absolutely. So depends on what you see. But if you look at me and see I'm white, then you it's would a have problem. a problem saying it. And, and, you know, I'm not going to go in and tell everybody, yo, I'm from the hood. I'm not, nah, it's just, if you don't like it, say something. Nobody never said nothing to me in person. But as a man, and just what, I don't want to give people a shot of not liking me before they even hear me. Mm. And more importantly than that, I don't want to make anybody, I'm at an age and, and I'm growing up and being become more mature with myself that I don't want to say anything to somebody that's going to offend them, you know. When you don't have to. When I don't have to. Mm. Like, why I start off, like... How, when I grew up, I was had to be tough and all that. But right. as I grow up, man, I'd rather laugh with you than joke with you. I'd mm. rather talk about our similarities than our differences. And and just the climate that the world is at right now, I just was like, yo, I'm cutting this off out of my music and my last album, Congo. Was that your first album where you kind of left it That's my first behind. album where I, I didn't use the word because I'm, I'm maturing as a man but also as an artist. And um, that just is, there's no, for me personally, I don't have to say it. I'm, I'm, I have a, a, a vocabulary where I don't have to say it. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could kill verses and kill bars without having that in my music. And, like, boom, it's done. That's dope, man. Yeah. Talk to me about uh, Bing Bong and, like, how the Knicks remix came <laughs> to be. and The Bing Bong stuff is... Um, you're a Knicks fan, obviously. Despite being from Brooklyn, you you weren't one of these people who jumped ship to the nah, Nets because a, a lot there's a lot yeah, of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Nah, I'm a lifelong Knicks fan, but I'm also if if the Nets go to the playoffs, gotta, I'm, I'm rooting for them because okay. I'm Brooklyn yeah. all the way. Even though they're really the Jersey, now. right, right, right. Listen, right. they're Brooklyn now. They got Brooklyn in their name. If they win, I'm gonna root for them. Of course. Um, but I'm a Knicks fan, and uh, the Knicks been shit forever for, for, for the longest. Yeah. So. If I could, if I created something that's making this, them get hype and maybe possibly put the battery in their back to win some games, I love it. But I, I just started off saying it like messing around, bing bong, you know, like yeah. you know, you say, yo, you know, I just bodied this verse, bong, you know, and then I just bing bong, just playing around. I would throw it on my stories on Instagram, bing bong, showing my merch, and then it just took off. I started putting it on tees and hats, just started selling, and um. And then I start the side talk people, the side talk kids. That's the popular Instagram page popping. They would have me in their video. They come to Coney Island. I'm saying it, bing bong, bing bong. And then it just took off from there. And then the Knicks just took off with it. And it just was like. Was there uh, a certain player that like fucked Nah, what happened is that the, um, they was in front of the Knicks opening night. And the mm -hmm. Knicks had won. Everybody in the Oh, they were losing hyped. their fucking mind. Yeah, they're I remember going seeing crazy. That video, yeah. Somebody said bing bong from seeing me saying yeah, it yeah. all the time. And uh, and the Knicks just ran with it. Took it all the Knicks fans just ran with it. And then now I'm starting. I'm doing all types of sports talk radios, all types of Carton and Roberts. Uh, they're showing me love. They're bringing me up there. And I'm like, yo, this is a whole new fan base and genre. Just right now in the airport, come here. At least three to four guys that I know don't even listen to rap. Right, right, right. Came right. up to me and yo, you're the Bing Bong guy. And last night at the show, somebody's kid was. He was like, yo, my son. Their basketball team is, loves the bing book. Can you send me a video of my, my kid? No problem, man. That's you know? fire. I, I spent years doing um, 
bringing negativity into the world. You know, mm-hmm. doing the wrong thing growing up. I did jail time. I was doing robberies. Right. I do all types of to stuff. So it's it's a good change to switch it up, man, and bring some positive stuff into the into the atmosphere now. Do you feel Even like not the karma? I was gonna say, do you feel like uh, just shits? Because you've always been so nice, man. But I always feel like I don't know. Maybe it was the N word thing. I always just felt like. What is the thing that's not like... That's something holding me back. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. feel like you're fi- Like things are finally lining up for you? Absolutely, because also, um, growing up as an artist, like, I I really lived this fuck your life shit. Like, yo, I don't, I don't want to... I'm not a small talker. I'm not a good networker. I'm mm. not going to approach you and tell you, yo, I, you know, how you doing? Nah, right. I don't, if I don't know you, I don't want to talk to you. I'm a, I'm a close... I'm, I'm a loner. I like to... You know, I'm with my squad here, but... I'm a loner at the end of the day. I don't mind being alone. I don't. I don't like talking a lot. So I'm six foot four, three hundred pounds. Mm. I'm, I'm, people sometimes get intimidated by that. They don't want to say nothing. Right, you right, know? Right. Uh, and I also move everything that I've gained, uh, done with the merch, with the music. I I did on my own. There's mm. no team. There's no management. There's no label. I was doing that all on my own. And uh, you get a perception if you just listen to my music. You think I'm an ignorant. Dickheadish guy type of guy, right, right, right. But now when I do, I hate doing podcasts. But I do like people I fuck with. I fuck yeah. with you. I, I do certain ones, um, like Premium Pete, my man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and once people, the story of me, like I tell my story, because I've been at the bottom for a long time. Like even before, like I was doing robbery. I didn't want to do robberies. It just I, I I was fucked up, man. I was sleeping in staircases. I was at the bottom in life, and um. Once I told my story, like, if, if you really knew what I went through, people would have no problem with me winning because I was mm. at the bottom, bottom. And um, I think as my people see me as a person more, um, they relate to it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing, DMX. Why did we love DMX yeah, so much? Yeah, we related to him. Because DMX didn't hold no punches. He right. kept it real with who he was. Yeah. And when you do that, when you're humble, and, and the, the humble will never be humiliated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you just put all your shit out on Front Street, this is me. Take it up. Love it or leave right. it. People respect that. Whether even even if they don't like it, they respect it. And that's what I throw into my music. And that's why people uh my music is getting better and better because people, you know, I throw songs on that are emotional. I tell my story. Right. Like and 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 people fuck with it. I mean the shit that's what I always tell people you could be relatable. And the music, being relatable to people, and if the music and the talent, it, you put those two things together. It's Absolutely. Like, you know what like I'm yo, if you're a broke rapper. I'm about being broke, man. Yeah. Struggling. If you live with your mom, be like, yo, I live with my mom. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. If you keep it real, like, I got a little cousin that raps, and I tell him, like, he always talking about shooting that. You grew up with both parents in a nice house, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What's your thing? You like smoking weed and hanging out with girls. Right. Well, I'm about that. Just be yourself. We had this, luckily, see, in the 90s and the earth, you had the front. Yo, I'm the hardest rapper. It's hard to front now because of social media. Exactly. Everybody's, the whole world is transparent. Yeah. Everybody, yo, just be yourself. Don't yeah. take yourself too seriously. Nobody else does. You know yo, I'm I'm, I feel like in the, if you were in the 90s, it would have been over for you. You would have been out of here. Oh, forget what? it. What? Forget yeah. about it. What? <laughs> hey, um, you t- so you talked about doing like like some time. Uh, what 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 were the reasons why? You, like, first of all, what was the longest bid you did? I did a one and a half to four and a half year bid for robbery in the third degree. What year was that? This was in 06. And what what did you end up? I wound up only doing like 13 months because I did the first first uh, first time felon program, the mm. shock program, right. where it's like a boot camp type of thing. Because when I was doing the whole fight club shit battling, mm-hmm. I was on the run. I caught the, the case that I got locked up for eventually. I caught I was I did it 03. Wow. I did, I did a robbery. I got caught and uh, 
I got bailed out and just was like, well, I'm not turning myself back in. Fuck that. And uh, I started doing the fight club. I kept winning. I'm all over MTV. Shit is popping. And then I get caught. Wow. And the, the judge was like, yo, boom, one and a half to four. But she said, since you stayed out of trouble for four years, I'm going to drop this to nonviolent. Wow. So if, if it was a violent... You got rewarded for being on the run. <laughs> yeah, facts. If, uh, if, I, if it would have stayed a violent felony, then I wouldn't have been able to get that first-time felon program. But because she dropped it to nonviolent, the one in the, if you have nine years or under, they give you the chance, yo, you're a first-time felon, you do this this shock boot camp type mm -hmm. shit. It's still jail, but it's like a boot camp. You right. wake up 5 a.m., you got to run, work out, da 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 um, And I was like, I didn't want to do it, but I was like, yo... My career is just starting to take off now with the balance all over MTV every single night. I was like, let me give it a chance. If it works out, it works out. If not, so I wound up doing altogether 14 months. Came home on parole. Stayed, you know, grabbed the Wizenator. I had the Wizenator at the time with the fake piss. Giving oh, it to parole. nice. And, uh, that shit works, huh? Absolutely. It was, it was fake piss or like a fake dick that you uh, pulled it's out? It's a fake dick. Okay. So, see, when I came home, my guy just had got off a of Fed parole. Okay. And he was like, yo, here, I don't need this no more. Take it. I was like, what? He was like, gave you his fake dick. Gave me the fake wizard. But the thing <laughs> was, he was a couple shades darker than me. Oh, so you gotta yeah. you 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 get the dick you you buy the one that matches your skin. Yeah, so if the Wizardator is a is a plastic, it's like a dildo, but it comes with a pouch. You gotta strap it around you, and on the pouch like that goes along your waist, is you put clean urine into it. Mm. And when you go to parole, it's like you're pulling out your dick because they look at they you, look, right? They, yeah. they stand behind you, and the mirrors. On the opposite side, so they're looking into the mirror, but on the bottom of the, the fake dick is a button, and the clean piss comes out of it. And it stays against your body, so it keeps the same body temperature, so ah, it comes out warm. Right, right, right. So, um, my man that gave it to me is like a little bit darker than me, so the shit was a little bit darker. I don't, I don't know how I got away with it, but one time they didn't take my piss for like three months. I, me, stupid, I kept the same piss in there. I didn't change it. <laughs> like, whatever. So I went to parole. He asked for the urine. I pressed the button. Shit came out like applesauce. I was like, oh, shit. He said, yo. He tested it, put the little strip in it. He said, yo, it's clean, but I need you to go straight to the hospital when you get the fuck out of here because something's not right. I was like, sorry, sir. I just don't drink a lot of water. I'm going straight to the hospital, whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he let me go. And I was like, thank God, emptied that shit out, put some, got some clean piss put in there. But, yo, that shit was crazy. Even me, I was like, what the fuck is yeah, this, bro? Yeah, wait, so you... you shit came out lumpy and said, that shit was hard. Like, he was like, like sir, yo, you, was, got, you got cancer, yeah. sir. <laughs> you got something going on with your bladder. You shit you is STD. fucked up, yo. You go to the hospital. <laughs> You're clean, but yeah, this but, guy had frozen piss. <laughs> <laughs> he said it came out lumpy. Yo, that was horrible. It's funny. You look back on times like that, man. Whose piss was it? It was, uh, but I don't even remember. I was taking piss from anybody. <laughs> Would you pay people for their piss? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Hell, yo, I got $50 to take a piss in this fucking bottle for me. <laughs> That's crazy. And it comes with like a syringe. You take it out the fucking cup or whatever, and then you put it into the fucking Wizenator. That shit was a fucking hassle. You know, it would be easier if I just didn't do anything. This was, is well, just, now you're not, you don't do not, anything. So, so now you were telling me all years, you do man. is, is smoke All I do is this fucking vape, vape shit, man. And and that's, I gotta not, that's go not weed. Soon. That's tobacco. Nah, that's tobacco. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, hold on. Time to stop the interview because we got to talk about our good folks at Odd Socks. Man, listen, if you go to oddsocksofficial.com, that's O-D-D-S-O-X official.com, use the keyword. Keyword, it's a fucking promo code. Use the fucking promo code. Bootleg Kev. All right, at checkout, you'll save 20% off. They got, man, look at these SpongeBob joints. 
Man, the Ninja Turtle boys. You know what I'm saying? How about the Naruto guys? And then they got the new Odd Sox basics that are just like, they're just so fly, man. The tie-dye joints. They Just listen, man. Whatever you need, they got it. How about some half-baked boys? You know what I'm saying? Listen, the most comfortable socks, the most affordable socks, the best socks in the world, Odd Socks. So go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use that keyword. It's not a keyword. It's a fucking promo code. Fuck. Bootleg Kev at checkout. Save 20% off, man. Shout out to our family at Odd Socks. If you support us, go support them. That's that crazy. Out of everything I did, man, like cigarettes have been the fucking hardest, but this vape shit, you know, I'm smoking on the plane, you know, chill out. You do you smoke it on the plane? Yeah, fucking put it in my hoodie, yo. Like a real fucking what, fiend. What, what was like, uh, was weed something that you, that was Weed hard? was just like everything. I was doing, I didn't smoke crack and I didn't shoot needles. Everything about, and meth is not really on the East Coast, but right, right. everything else. You was I participating did. in Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sniffing dope, like, like, like. Sniffing coke, taking Xanax before it was popular. Did you sniff heroin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! For for a while, yeah. That's that brought me to the bottom, man. It was like, yo, I, I never shot no needles though, like, and I never. So that was the, my thing in my head, like, well, I'm not shooting needles. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, heroin's is, like this. That's some serious shit to bro, get off of. Crazy, bro. How long were you doing heroin? Probably like eight years. Fuck. And I did the whole the Fight Club shit, all of that shit was was fucked up. So you were I like, would go, yo, listen, I would go. I remember I went on a specific trip to Detroit to battle with proof mm. and all of that. I don't remember anything that happened on the trip. I don't. I didn't. If it wasn't recorded, I wouldn't even know I went there. Wow. When I first met Alchemist, I was like, Yo, Al, nice to meet you. He was like, I've been fucking with you since we met in Detroit. I was like, Damn, I don't even remember that. Wow. I don't even remember meeting one of my favorite producers. Razzcast, same thing. He was out there in Detroit judging the battle, and he was like, yo, I met you in fucking Detroit. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't even remember. I wasn't even known I was out there. I mean, eight years is a long time. Yeah, because it wasn't just that. It was that, Coke, and the Xanax just make you forget everything. Like, so by the end of the run, I was on... Everything. I was on probably about two bundles of dope a day, five twenties of Coke, and about five Xanax every single day. It wasn't like I was working. You know what I'm saying? I would wake up every day like, yo, I got to go out and get this money, however means necessary, robbing any, you know what I'm saying? It, it, Do you feel it, like you were working to keep your drug, drug? Absolutely. I had a fucking three, $400 a day habit with no job, nothing. That's what people always say. If you have an addiction, I'm sure like you probably apply it to a sex addiction too. Like if you have any sort of addiction, yeah, like. Yeah. You got to work on yourself. The, I'm constantly The work on, ethic yeah. to get high every day is <laughs> Exhausting. crazy. Right? Exhausting. It's like. Yeah. Like imagine if like most people who had that. Work ethic to get high every day yeah. and still be semi like exactly. They applied it to literally anything else. That's what I'm doing now. You, you know, never I'm, did you ever smoke crack? Nah, never, no, no, no. never. Um, I just I've always I want to know what crack feels like. Nah, I don't. I watch I watch I watch <laughs> I watch that shit. Franklin Saint when his girl. Oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was hitting the crack pipe in the show. I said shit. That shit looked like it's fire. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm at the point where uh, I've been clean for over 12 years already. So That's it's, big, man. It's longer than well, when I was fucked up with. You know what I'm saying? What What was like for you the breaking point where you were like, I, I gotta get this shit. Take care of this shit, man. Well, I had um, I, like the Fight Club stuff was going on. I had a development deal with Shady Records. It was like your names. We love your music, like, but you're going in and out of jail. Cause I would do besides the the, the main shit. I would do like little skid bids. Like I would go to Rikers for two right, weeks, right, right. Uh, Rikers for a month. Come out, yo. You're going in and out of jail. We take you to places. Sometimes you don't show up. When you do show up, you fucking you run outside. You rob people outside the studio. You're doing like I was just like living crazy. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is 
You never had any uh, instance where you thought you might have overdosed or gotten close to it? That's a lot of drugs. Like this is back then. It wasn't like the fentanyl shit now. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? It was it was different. And I never. Oh, when I dealt with people, I dealt with people I knew Mm. that I grew up with from Coney Island. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't like. Luckily, I didn't have to go through none of that. Was that getting off of the shit hard? Going through withdrawals and it was, but. The last year or two of my of my my addiction, I was like, yo, I didn't want to do it. It was just more like a job. It was like, yo, if I'm ever able to stop doing this for a couple of days where I'm not sick anymore, like I'm never gonna do this again. I'm so tired of living this lifestyle. But I also had given up on my dreams with the rap shit. Like I, I didn't want, I, I didn't care about nothing but getting high. Like, and then it just had like a moment of clarity one day. I was on like a three week run. Like I hadn't slept. I hadn't showered. None of that. And I was like. Had like a, I don't know if it was psychosis or like an out of body experience where I was like, yo, I could keep going how I'm going right now and I'm gonna be dead or I'm gonna be in jail the rest of my life from doing something stupid or I could just stop right now and live my dreams. Like, uh, like I had already given up on my dreams and that night I went to my mother's house. She was living in Staten Island. I was in Coney Island at the time. I was like, yo, Ma, please, let me just stay at your house. She was like, nah, you can't. She been not letting me. Right, right, right. She knew you were on some shit. Yeah, yeah, She was, but she let me stay, and uh, I just kept the wheels going. I stopped one day, two, I had to go through it. And when I got through it, though, I never touched nothing again. Wow, man. Nothing. No, I had not a drink, not weed, nothing. So you've been totally sober for 12 years. Nothing, nothing. Wow. That's 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 real big, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the evidence is there. Since I stopped that, my whole fucking life is, you know, like I bought my mom's a house, mm. got me a house. I got fucking right now they're putting this in ground salt water pool in my backyard. When wow. I get, right now they're doing it as we speak. And and uh, you're still in Coney Island? Nah, nah, nah. I, I bought a house in Staten Island. Okay, okay. Which is like 20 minutes from right, Coney right, Island. Right, 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 right. Um, it's close enough that when I want to hang out. Be a be you know be a hood bugger do hood stuff with my hood friends you know yeah. what I'm saying like <laughs> yeah. we 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 can move over there and um and when I want to be left alone go to the crib go to the crib that's it um you I didn't know you had a, a developmental deal with Shady yeah yeah I was dealing with Riggs Riggs Morales man so that, that was my guy was that who kind of found you yeah he because he was the, he was he started the Fight Club nobody really knows that he mm. started the Fight Club and so he was heavily involved with it so he would see he had like a front row seat to yeah, how, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how you got down absolutely he, he he I still talk with Riggs to this day man he's always he's always shown love and been in my corner even like you know without being did you ever in my have corner. any 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 uh, experience like meeting M or M I didn't meet. Um, the rest of D12 fucked with heavy. I'd right, go right, to Detroit right. on the regular. Bazaar would take fly me out. Fucking proof would fly me out. Rest in peace. All of them, McVeigh, Swifty. Mm-hmm. They they all. I, I still talk with Swifty, McVeigh, uh, uh, and, and Conniver. Conniver, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I fuck with them heavy. Like, um, but I never met M. They always was like, yo, M is like, he's a, he's yeah. secluded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. He's like one of the only rappers that like made it and just didn't leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like also feels like untouchable in the sense. Because you would think like if you're that big out of Detroit, you wouldn't get the fuck out of Detroit. Facts. <laughs> he stayed. Facts. And like nobody. But I do know in Detroit for me, the limited times I'm out there, I don't know the politics right, right. or street politics, but I do know like a lot of people know each other. Mostly people know each other and Trick Trick is really that guy out there. For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And now Detroit's got and, a crazy scene right now. I know Emin Trick is... Close, 100%. you know what I'm saying? So he's like, he's, yo, I'm he's good. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good money. Um, 
You Fat Joe just showed you some love. Yeah, they asked him. Joey Crack. Who? Who? What they asked him? They asked him pretty much who is like today's Fat Joe. But they asked him a whole array of a things. bunch of different like, artists. Yo, who's the new Tupac? Tupac who's the new this? Yeah. That, that, that. And they asked him, Yo, is there a new Fat Joe? And he, he said, like, Nems. He was like, yeah, there's a new Fat Joe. His name is Nems out of Coney Island. And I was like, Yeah, that's crazy. Do you you and Joe got a relationship? Yeah, Joe. Uh, I mean, we're not super close. I've, I've hung out with him on different occasions. Like, we've gone to shows and through my man UFO Feeve. My man UFO Feeve really made the, the introduction. And um, and me and Feeve was doing a lot, do, do a lot of music. And when he made the introduction with, with, with Joe Crack, I call him Crack, you know what right. I'm saying? Um, but um, when he made the introduction with Crack, Crack just showed me love automatically. And then from me being around him more and he's seeing how a movie follows me, you know, and he's, yeah. he's, we speak through the DMs and, and even his team, like Uncle Dan and a couple of, they, they fuck with me, they show me mad love. So I guess from just from him observing and watching and he, you know, he, he, he had told me that before he said it on the TV. Like, he'd be like, yo, Nims, you remind me of me when I was younger, man. A couple times he told me that. But for him to say it on Rap City's first episode. Yeah, like, the first one. I didn't even know he was doing that. My phone just started blowing up. Like, yo, Fat Joe just said that. I looked, I said, yo, I, that's, I think, one of the only times in my throughout this rap shit that I actually, like, almost, I didn't, I didn't cry, but I almost shed a tear out of just pure... I grew up listening to Fat Joe. Big Pun's my favorite artist, especially being a Puerto Rican from right. New York. Like right, right, right. they held it down. Like especially in my era when I mm-hmm. they they was them guys. Yeah. Um. So when he said that, it was more like validation, like from all this hard work. Cause me, I, I'm my own worst critic. I still grind every day. Like I'm like not like I'm still like nobody knows me. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like, bro, I have not reached where I want to be in this music stuff. So I still act like nobody knows me and I got to make an impression every single time and I got to put in the work every single day to live my dreams to the extent that I want to live it. So when he said that, it was like validation, like, yo, somebody's out there watching. Yeah, especially somebody who you looked up to. Especially, 100%. Like, and, you know, I got a little watery eye, but I ain't shed a tear. You know what I'm saying? Gangsta over (laughs) here. But but like, it was, it was like, it was one of the the, the best moments of my career, man. What's next for you? Um, Are you going to keep, just kind of keep, keep your foot on the gas with dropping music? Well, next is me and Scram Jones. Shout out to Scram. dropping the album. That shit is ridiculous. Um, It's just stupid hard. Just hard. I think he's one of the most slept on producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great guy too. Yeah, um... I knew Scram since he was there from the beginning, like when I first started rhyming. I remember when he was mics. rapping. <laughs> Scram is nasty. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. Right. And, and one of the things that's holding up the album is like, Scram, we got to get a joint, me and you. Uh, I'm not in writing mode. I'm like, Scram, let's go, bro. Yeah, Put yeah, the yeah. fucking verse on the shit. Right, let's right, go. Right, 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 right. But um, he's nicer than a lot of MCs that I know. For sure. Um, But his beats are crazy. That's the next project. After that, probably me and Static Selector. Nice. Shout um, out to Static. And, uh, and then we just taking it from there. There it is, man. Yeah, man. Listen, Congo's out. Out right now. Fuck your life. Fuck your life. Uh, is there any... any? Let me ask you this, because since the pandemic started, I feel like... I always say this, like, I feel like it helped with the bars. Absolutely. And in terms of fans wanting that or wanting more substance or wanting more... From music because motherfuckers weren't in the club standing on couches exactly. popping bottles. So you saw Benny and Westside Gun and Freddie Gibbs. All these people yep. have the best years of their career. Royce the Five Nine was nominated for a Grammy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, do you feel like that the pandemic helped kind of like correct 
the path that hip hop was on? Because it feels like yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. That's listen. Everything has its cycle. Facts, you know. So it was already gearing back towards the lyric driven music mm -hmm. and and the stuff that I'm sure me and you grew up listening yeah. to. Um, but the pandemic pushed it forward like a little, like made it rapidly and and speed up the process. Yeah, and um. It's great. Great timing I, I never, for you, man. I never stopped doing this type of music. Even when people were snapping their fingers, bouncing, I, I was always doing this type of music, man. And the people know that. And, right. and, 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 and they respect when you, the transparency. And when you fucking continuously do something, no matter what, if you show consistency and just keep at it, something's going to happen out of it in a positive manner. Where can people buy merch, find your shit? Because you got so much yeah, merch. Yeah, yeah. You drop merch. Every, every I think week. you drop more merch than anybody I Absolutely. see. Oh Absolutely. Oh, my God. FYL.NYC. Because if you got a .com, you pussy. You know what I'm saying? So FYL.NYC. Yeah. Go buy a hat. Go buy a fucking... Go buy some merch. Stop being a cheap fuck your whole life. That's why your girl hates you. Go buy a Godzilla is pussy shirt. <laughs> yeah, facts. Gorilla <laughs> shit. Boom. Bong. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.